You know, I got to tell you, I am really happy that there is a new Wes Anderson movie coming out. I'm always happy when there is a new Wes Anderson movie coming out. I didn't used to be happy. I used to loathe Wes Anderson. I used to be, I was so like stuck up and pretentious and just was like, I just didn't understand his craft. And so I always like just would roll the eyes, my eyes to the back of my head. I guess maybe I always sort of associated Wes Anderson with like, you know, uh, uh, hipsterdom of the uh, aughts and the even into the 2010s. And then I want to say it was around, God, what movie was it? It had to be around maybe Moonrise Kingdom. I saw Moonrise Kingdom and suddenly it all just clicked for me. And I, I understood who he was and I understood his auteur genius. Um, and, you know, when you use a word like auteur, it's like there, there's no person better to apply it to than a guy like Wes Anderson. Even when I loathe Wes Anderson, I still liked The Life Aquatic. That was probably his most accessible film. And then, you know, uh, as I as Moonrise Kingdom sort of ignited my, my newfound love for Wes Anderson, I went back and I enjoyed all of his, um, you know, his older films. I think I've seen every single one of them. I know I haven't seen Bottle Rocket. That's like the, everyone's like, you haven't seen Bottle Rocket? Yeah, I haven't seen Bottle Rocket yet. But man, uh, Rushmore. Actually, you know, I don't dig the Royal Tenenbaums that much. I know that's like his, that's kind of like his real breakout film, that and Rushmore with his real breakout kind of movies. I still, you know, Royal Tenenbaums is okay. It's not not that great. Um, but, you know, his he's kind of like a fine wine. His movies get better and better for me, uh, the older I get and, uh, you know, the, the, the more films he does, they just get better. And man, from Moonrise Kingdom on, that's not true. I loved Fantastic Mr. Fox. I loved Fantastic Mr. Fox, which is this sort of stop motion version of the Roald Dahl film. And I just, I just have such, uh, an, a newfound appreciation for that aesthetic that I used to hate on so much. I'm just in, I'm in awe of it now. And maybe that comes from making a few films and trying, you know, trying to to be a cinematographer and then looking at the um, flawless style. I think one day, maybe after uh, Wes Anderson is long gone, uh, people will compare Wes Anderson's aesthetic to uh, Kubrick. He has sort of a Kubrickian aesthetic. You know, everything is with him is composition in a way. You know, I've previously talked about how Tim Burton is very much uh, style over substance. He's more concerned with aesthetics than he is story. And maybe Wes Anderson is to uh, an extent too, but his aesthetics are always so pleasing and always so uh, delicious and wonderful to take in that you can overlook, you can even overlook some of the it's, the stories aren't paper thin. They're just very, they're plain stories. And it's really like Wes Anderson's excuse. He wants to like show a cutaway section <laughs> of a hotel. And so he drafts, he drafts up this sort of, you know, um, I would say the, the, the story of, uh, the, what, uh, the hotel story. God, what was it called? Uh, great, great movie great movie, but the name, the hotel, what, oh my God, it's on the tip of my tongue. 
which I also absolutely adored. That was his follow-up to Moonrise Kingdom. The point of this whole conversation is God bless Wes Anderson and the fact that he is still doing what he's been doing for almost 30 years now. He is still churning out these um, aesthetic marvels, these little auteur uh, films that have these large ensemble casts. They're packed chock full of dry comedy. I mean, that's what he specializes in. And um, that he's just, he's such a consistent guy. He's consistently just doing the same thing over and over again. And, you know, some people might bemoan that or, you know, uh, criticize that. But in this case, it just, it just works. And, you know, we're living now in an age where everything's IP driven. It's all franchises and world building and sequelizing and check the end credits for this movie and to see what's happening in the next movie. And we just, we don't have ensemble comedies the way we used to, you know, and all of that stuff has sort of been relegated to this smaller pool of like, you know, neon and a 24 and X, Y, Z, all these like smaller studios that are putting out these sort of, you know, uh, probably, you know, in the, in the 10 to 30 million range, uh, I guess, you know, um, films that really are, are, are store original stories. Cause that's the thing. And that's the thing about Wes Anderson. All of his stories are very original stories. They're not based on anything. Like, again, if you don't have like a piece of IP, then you're not going to be successful in any kind of meaningful, you know, uh, uh, at least financial success. It's, it's a lot harder when it's just like an original story. And uh, we've lost that. We had that with Babylon. Babylon was another example. Like Babylon, if Babylon had come out in the 90s, it would have been its own friggin', um, what's it called? Uh, wow. I'm like, every everything that I need to remember is like falling out of my head today. Uh, Boogie Nights. It would have been, it would have been heralded in the same way that Boogie Nights was. And because it came out now, it was a flop. Babylon was a flop. But Babylon was a masterpiece, man. And it's just like, no one is taking swings on trying like original ideas and original concepts. And it's not even that like, that like Babylon was something like utterly and completely original. It was just like, it's just something that's not based on anything. You just don't see that anymore. Even, you know, I was just talking to my friend, Bob Rowe, shout out to Bob. We were talking about Reddick and how, you know, we make fun of Vin Diesel and how, you know, family, but you know, Vin Diesel, he really did. He tried to make his own like Star Wars and, you know, the, he, he didn't really succeed. I mean, it was marginally successful. It has a cult following. But, you know, Chronicles of Reddick did not, was not the blockbuster success that everybody thought it was going to be in launching uh, its own sort of franchise. I guess you could call that a franchise. Um, the point is, is that he swung for the fences and he tried with something that was original. So the fact that, Wes Anderson is still doing the same thing. And there's a few guys like him. Quentin Tarantino is another one. Wes Anderson, he's about to make his 11th. This is his 11th film. He's still out there doing it, man. And it's just so great. I'm so happy. I'm just so happy. It's like, I don't know. I don't need to know what the plot is. I don't even need to watch a trailer, although I did watch a trailer. I just know that I'm going to enjoy whatever it is because it's Wes Anderson. And that's the thing. There are just certain directors where the director is really the star, even more so than the cast of the ensemble. And I guess maybe that's what makes an auteurship an auteurship. You're going for the authorship of the film. 
You know, whereas with these big Marvel movies, like, sure, you might know the director's name, especially if you, like, know a thing or two about movies or if you're on the up and up. But generally speaking, people don't know the names of the directors. They know the names of the characters. They don't even know the names of the actors, per se. They just know, oh, yeah, that's Captain America. That's Spider-Man. And that's not me. I Listen, I love all that stuff, too. I love Marvel. I love DC. I love Star Wars. I love all of it. But it's just like nothing else can poke through. Oh, this is based on a on a children's storybook. Therefore, it's getting made into a $100 million movie that we're going to try and sequelize 100 times over. You know, it's like, oh, what is it based on? If it's not based on anything, I'm not going to do anything. So the fact that we have this brand new movie from Wes Anderson coming out in this way, I'm a happy camper and I can't wait to see it. I will be the first in line to check it out. And someday I hope there is a grand, um, robust, mother effing box set of all of Wes Anderson's wonderful masterworks. (laughs) 